All right, why don't you tell us just a little bit about what happened for you last week? Pete, are you able to put this one on? Sorry, just to drop that in on you. It was Rebecca's one. Still Thanks. Okay. Am I on? Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so I, I always sit in the back and I just sort of watch. I think, oh, yeah, it's not my thing. Um, but I think we're all in the same boat. So, you know, I thought, oh, it's really not about me. Um, I should really go for it. And I've been reading... Is that a, to be prayed for or to pray no, for someone? No, to go and pray for somebody. Because cool. I've been reading John lately and um, I've been really challenged by how... Jesus completely surrendered his life to the Father all the time and how he was doing his work because he was in relationship with the Father. And I thought, you know, I can do this. I've got that same power in me. I don't really see why I should be stepping back and sitting in the back. So anyway, I went forward, yeah. (laughs) All right, so you got there and you guys have been praying for someone for a little while and you thought maybe God was telling you to pray something completely different. Well, it was funny. It was actually when he first explained what was wrong with him he he said something and it really uh, straight away that picture came into my head and I was standing there like nah <laughs> that's just stupid it's just because he said something and now I've just got this thought you know but um so I didn't say anything and we just prayed and then yeah we just were finished at some stage and I just hadn't said a word except that except that my other prayer person that was standing next to me said uh oh, I don't think we're quite finished yet. I think God wants to share more. <laughs> so then I thought, oh, I can't, really, I can't really keep it. So I just thought I have to take myself out of the equation. I'm just conveying what I see and what I think God has given me. Because I knew, I knew deep inside that it was what God gave me, that it wasn't my own thing. But, you know, we always think too much, I think. So, yeah. So I shared it, and it was amazing because when God... When God um, when I actually shared what he conveyed to me, I mean, then everything else, it was almost like my whole mind got turned off and God gave me a whole heap more to pray for. And I think I would have never come up with that beforehand, you know, so, yeah. Very cool. All right, and how was, do you know the person that that was on the receiving end, was that good for them? Yeah, I bet, Ah, yeah. Looking at what happened, yeah, Yeah. that was good, yeah. Very cool, well done. I'm just really pleased because I think, to see that God doesn't just bless the person we're praying for, but he at the same time manages to bless us. Yeah, yeah I think it's awesome. It's awesome. Isn't that cool? Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ian. Now, Ian was on the receiving end of some prayer last week for his back. So why don't you tell us what happened for you? How many have at any stage had back issues? Yeah. Okay, so this, this, you'll understand what I'm saying. So a couple of weeks prior to last week, I'd tweaked the back. And uh, so when the call came and Matt said about prayer, I went to get up and, you know what it's like, and so had another go and got up and came out. And there were three guys and my lovely wife came to pray for me. And... Uh, Remember a few weeks ago, Matt talked about when you pray for someone that, yes, you ask the Holy Spirit to be with you in it, but you also be very specific. And one of the prayers actually prayed for alignment, realignment of the back and the tendons and that the muscles would all come back into shape. And... 
others prayed, and then that person prayed again. And at that point, I felt click. And if you've ever had your back out and been corrected or whatever, it's that little click. And from that point, yeah, uh, and the guy said, well, how's it feel? And I said, there was a click. And, you know, you move around, is the pain <laughs> there? And it seemed less. And then during the course, well, that afternoon I went off to West Haven to the boat and worked on that. And there was no way I could have done that in the morning. And it was just fantastic. But it was also the way that it came back to exactly those instructions Matt had given us. When you pray for someone, be specific. And, yeah, I've still got a little bit of something there, and it's like anyone with a back, you've got to keep your posture right and you've got to do all those things. But, yeah, fantastic week, so praise the Lord. Thanks so much, Ian. Awesome. So can, can we, all of that really is just to keep encouraging us, both to take risks as people who are willing to pray for others, as well as just taking the risk of being on the receiving end and just seeing what God might do. And sometimes it's spectacular and amazing, and sometimes it's very quiet, and sometimes it might be a little click at just the right time in the right place. All right. Very cool. Enough from me. We have a marvellous speaker this morning. Come on up, Kieran. Yeah, I think he's got a, you know, cheerleading squad back there. Um, if you haven't met Kieran, Kieran is our assistant pastor here at Coast Vineyard and he is a gem. We are so incredibly grateful that he is part of our lives and our church and you're in for a treat. Can I pray for you? Because okay. <laughs> he embarrassed me the other week for my birthday and I didn't have a choice, so <laughs> here we go. So Lord, we just want to say thanks for Kieran. Thank you so much for the gift that he is to us. And Lord, we just pray that you'd be with him this morning, that you'd fill him again by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you'd take all that he's prepared, all of everything that he believes that you want to share with us this morning. Lord, we ask that your power would come upon him and upon his words. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thank you. Wow, I feel, I feel so encouraged starting now. I could, just, I could just sit back down and we'll call it a day and not feel great. No, <laughs> no thank you for those kind words. If, if I haven't met you before, um, my name is Kiran. Some of you will know me as Kiran. That's, that's fine. Um, some of you call me Karen. You know, that's um, borderline, but I will accept it. Um, please don't call me Karen or Koran. Um, and... Uh, um, I, unfortunately, I have been trained to respond to quinoa and kumara as well. So, <laughs> any of those work, that's fine. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm stoked to be able to um, be here this morning and, and share with you. So, I, I'm an assistant pastor here at Coast Vineyard, and um, it's been over three years now that I've been doing this with uh, Matt and Jacinda and the team and you guys. Um, and I just, oh, man, I think about all of the stuff that God's done here, and I'm just like, whoa, I'm blown away. Um, so it feels very special to be able to, to, to be here and speak with you this morning. Um, but I just wanted to ask, how many of you have been in a youth group at a church before? How, has that been part of it? Okay, cool. Some of you might be in a youth group right now. But um, if, if you've been around a youth group before, you probably know that you can't stick around for too long um, before you get asked to help out with something, right? <laughs> um, so some of you might be like, oh, that sounds a bit scary. I might bail out of the youth group. No, but it's true. If you stick around, you, you usually get asked to help out. And, 
At my, um, in my youth group, I was, I was part of a Baptist church um, in central Auckland. Um, and there was uh, my group of mates, there was about seven of us, um, and we, they were kind of my close guy friends. And we, we just loved to help out with stuff. And um, we got a bit of a reputation, actually, for helping out, which, which can be dangerous at a church. <laughs> um, to the point where um, my youth pastor at the time, he called us, uh, he called us the seven wonders of the world, <laughs> which, was, um, which was good for our ego, maybe, maybe a bit too good. Um, but uh, we just loved to help out with things. And, and I remember that there was this uh, church dinner that they were putting on. It was this big banquet. Um, for hundreds of people. And the lady who was organizing it, she came to us, the, the seven wonders of the world, and said, hey, would you, would you be up for um, helping out in the kitchen for this banquet? Um, we just need some, some help in the kitchen, but we're going to put on this amazing food, and there's going to be dessert. It's going to be great. And you'll, you'll have to be switched on the whole time, but afterwards we'll make sure that you guys get to eat um, whatever you want and however much you want. And we were teenage boys, so we're like, we're in. <laughs> Um, and so I don't think we quite realized what we were signing up for, though. We, we got there. We set this whole thing up. We, we ran the tables. We were doing dishes the whole time because we just had a small little kitchen, and there were, like, dishes coming in and out. Six hours later, we'd been on our feet um, just making this thing happen, and we were, we were exhausted and pretty hungry by that point as well. So we were waiting in the, in the side room ready for uh, all, of this, uh, all of this food that we'd been promised to come out. And uh, the lady who organized it, she came in and she said, boys, you've done such a great job. Thank you for helping out. Um, and we just wanted to give you a little something to say thanks. And she worked her way around our seven wonders of the world and gave us each our own chocolate fish. <laughs> and she turned and left the room. And there was this like, heavy silence in the room. Um, and I don't want to be dramatic about it, but there was laughter, which turned to tears, which turned to outrage. <laughs> and, and to this day, I cannot look at a chocolate fish without that kind of twinge of pain in my heart. Um, um, and I can already, I, I know the young adults are thinking, where's the closest place I can buy a chocolate fish from? <laughs> but looking back at it now, um, I can tell it probably was a good lesson for us. We, we wanted to help out, but maybe our motives weren't the greatest. I know most of us would recognize that it's, it's probably more noble to help out because you want to help out rather than for a free feed, right? <laughs> so perhaps a good learning opportunity for us. But, but look, most, most cultures and most religions across the world would see serving other people with no expectation for reward, they would see that as a good thing to have in your life. Um, if, I mean, if you had to think of one person who's been alive over the last hundred years um, who would be a great example of a life of service or giving to other people, who would you think of? And I want you to actually do this. Who, what name pops to mind? Mother Teresa. It has to be Mother Teresa. Um, and she has become kind of like a symbol or, or a cliche of this whole thing of a life of service. But because she moved to India, she, she gave her life to serving the sick and the dying and the marginalized. Um, but people across the world, regardless of their religion or their background, they recognize and respect the life that she lived. A bit closer to home, we, we give national awards to people who serve their community. We, we recognize the people who put in time and energy to make their little part of New Zealand a better place. So there's something we naturally know that that serving and, and giving to other people, it's a good thing to do. 
people who give to others, they're, they're good people. Even here this morning, I mean, we're here at Coast Vineyard, we're in a school, um, and there's been a lot that's gone in this morning already to make this happen just now. Um, I actually um, ran the numbers a little bit on because <laughs> I'm a little bit of a nerd. Um, so on our, on our rosters, this is just for our serve teams this morning, there's over 30 people this morning who have given this, this time to serve, just, just to serve and to be on, on things, which is pretty cool. And I, um, I made a little spreadsheet. Alien. <laughs> I made a little spreadsheet <laughs> to calculate the um, the hours that we've got that will go in this morning to, to making this gathering happen, and it's over ninety people hours of service just for this morning. And I thought that's pretty cool. Um, I didn't tell many people about this, but last week I captured, I tried to capture a little time lapse of the activity that goes on in this place to make it happen, and I'm going to play it in a second. But um, the first one. It kind of got cut short by, I think, some kids touched the camera, which was a bit of a shame. Um, but have a, have a look at this. You can kind of see some of the swirl that happens in this place just to make Sunday mornings happen. I put a little song with it, too. got it twice. It's, it's pretty cool though, eh, to see just the different activity around. I would have loved to have caught um, what happens in this room, but um, you can just see there's so many different people involved in making this thing, this thing happen. And it's just an example of, just, just one example of what it's like when people get together to serve. So we've been in this series at the moment called What on Earth Am I Here For? Um, and if you've been here over the last four weeks, you would have caught um, some of this series. And what we're doing, we're looking at how uh, God has created us with a purpose, looking at the things that he's designed us for and how we live out of those. And it's based off a book uh, you might have heard of called The Purpose Driven Life by a guy called Rick Warren. And we've just been using that as a framework to look at what, what God's made us for. So if, you, if you've been here for it, we've looked at how we're made to, to love God and to know Him. We call that worship. We talk about that as worship. Uh, we talked about how we're here to learn to love other people, um, to be in fellowship with them, in relationship. We talked about how we're here to grow into maturity, that, that God actually changes our character and grows us to be more like Him. And last week, we talked about how we're also here to reach out to other people. Um, that God's put this thing in us that is intended to, to reach out to the people around us. And we call that mission. And this week, we're going to finish off the series. This is the last one in the series. And we're going to look at how God has created us to serve Him by serving others. We are created to serve God by serving others. And I've called this, the, this talk this morning, Shaped for Serving, because we have been shaped for serving. 
In the Bible, um, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, um, this is what it says. It says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In 1 Peter um, chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. So God has made us with good works in mind, and he's given us gifts in order to be able to carry those things out. You know, it's no coincidence that people across the world, they see serving as a good thing. Um, just like Mother Teresa, like those national awards, because God, God has wired us for this. He's created us to serve. Um, and we, we weren't made just to kind of live our lives, to take up space, breathe, air, and then die. What we do with our life matters, and we have been called to make a contribution, to use what we have to serve. All right, why, why don't we just pray? God, I thank you that you're here with us today, and I thank you that you've called us into to being about more than just ourselves, but you've called us into a rich life of serving you and serving others to make a difference. Lord, I pray that you would call us into something more this morning, Lord, that you would um, show us, give us a vision of what it's like to live in this purpose that you've made us for. Um, God, give us a new passion and uh, equip us with what we need to be able to do this well. We pray. Amen. All right, so we're shaped to serve. We are shaped to serve. What, so what does this actually look like? Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a little thing um, that uh, Rick Warren came up with. Um, it's a little acronym, so um, you're going to have to bear with us and get past the cheesiness of the acronym. But it, funnily enough, it uses the word shape. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> But here's the thing that I, I really want you to, to take away today is that if God calls you to do something, if he wants you to do something, he will give you the skills and the capacity and the ability to do it. He'll grow it in you. Um, my sister, I, I'm the middle child of, um, of three, and my little sister, I call her my little sister, she's 25 now, which freaks me out, but um. She, she loves gifts. She, she loves gifts. That's definitely her love language. And um, she, was, she would always be that kid at um, Christmas time. She'd get up early, go and like rustle through all the presents and find out what, or try and find out what was inside. And I remember that one Christmas we decided, why don't we give uh, Secret Santa a go? Um, and if you don't know what this is, it's, it's where instead of everybody getting everybody uh, a small gift, you draw a name out of a hat beforehand, and you just buy one substantial gift for one other person. Sound familiar? Yeah. Um, so we decided to do that one year, um, and my sister was kind of a little bit like skeptical about it, but she said, okay, let's do it. Um, and somehow, through somebody getting the wrong end of the stick, um, which was my dad, um, <laughs> my brother ended up getting two gifts, and my sister got none. I know. That was not a happy Christmas in the Rye family. <laughs> and we never did Secret Santa again. <laughs> um, but that's not the way that God gives out gifts. He, he actually shapes us and gives all of us something to use. Um, so it's not like one person gets all of them and somebody else gets none, um, which is good news for us and for my sister. <laughs> um, the verse before it said, each of, you, each of you should use the gifts that you've received. You have received gifts. 
Okay, so we're going to get into this shape thing to find out about what God has gifted us um, to use. Okay, and we'll start with S, which is for spiritual gifts. Um, and here's a simple explanation for this. God, God empowers us with gifts to serve uh, that, are, that are also beyond our own natural abilities. He doesn't just leave us to the things that he's called us to and, and say, okay, it's yours. I'm having nothing to do with it. Um, he actually empowers and equips us for it. Now, spiritual gifts, it's a, it's a huge topic. Um, and we read in the Bible that, that some of them are really tied into the type of personality that we have. So some of them are like hospitality or, or administration gifts. And, and they can be tied into who we are and what we're passionate about. And, and other spiritual gifts God gives to us um, in a particular moment for a particular person at a particular time. And so we see, um, like the stories we heard of healing, um, of, of prophecy, of people getting words for other people. Um, these are all gifts from God. And it's important to note that we don't, we don't earn or deserve these um, because they're gifts. They, they come from God. The coolest thing about these is that spiritual gifts... Um, they're fun to use, but they're for everyone's benefit. They're not just for us to have a good time. When, when we use our spiritual gifts, when we're active in them, everyone benefits. And, and we got to hear some stories of that this morning, which is so cool. Okay, so that's the first part of our shape, spiritual gifts. The second part for H is for heart. And I'm not talking about the kind of, you know, mushy kind of, Emoji, heart, Captain Planet, that kind of thing. I'm talking about the, the dreams and desires and ambitions and um, affections that God has placed into our own hearts. Um, when we talk about being wholehearted about something or um, wanting something with all of our heart, um, that actually comes from God. That's what we're talking about. And did you know that, that physically, in, in our bodies, we all have a unique heartbeat? That, that our heartbeat, it's, it's different from any other human that's alive. And I, I read an article, actually. I was looking this up. And there's, uh, there's a company, they're developing a kind of um, wearable technology. And what it does is it senses your heartbeat. And they're trying to use that as a way of like, unlocking any of your kind of secure devices. So instead of using um, a password or your fingerprint, um, they'd use your heartbeat. It's kind of scary. But, but kind of cool that God's made us with that level of uniqueness. Um, and that's, just, that's for our physical heart, but God's also made us with our own unique emotional heartbeat. So these are the things that, that we get passionate about, the things that we care about that, that kind of get us rocked up. Each of them, for each of us in this room, it'll be something different. And they reveal the nature of our hearts. Um, you might even have things that you care about so much that you can talk about them beyond the point of other people caring. <laughs> uh, I call these the don't get me started topics. <laughs> and you might even know some of your friends who have a don't get me started topic. Um, you know, the ones where um, if you go anywhere near that subject, you know it's game over for your conversation. <laughs> Could be football, could be shopping, and I'm not looking at anyone in particular. Could be guitars. Could be The Bachelor. I don't know. <laughs> but in some way, all of these, they reveal a passion that we have. You know, the things that we talk about, the things we care about. Um, for, some, for some people, it'll be helping other people to have a healthy self-image. 
Um, for some people, it might be protecting the environment. Um, it might be caring for elderly people or, or fighting human trafficking. These are things that can capture our hearts and, and, and kind of drive us to act. But whatever it is, whatever passions that you have, they come from God. He had a purpose with giving you those. Um, and there's a reason that you love those things that you love. You're, when, you're, when you're serving from this place, from your heart, from the things that you are really passionate about, you'll see your own enthusiasm kind of come to life. And you'll probably see more effectiveness too. Um, you know, just this week, um, Blair, where's Blair? Somewhere. Hey, Blair. Um, Blair runs a group called Icons um, here at, at Coast. And it's what was formerly known as a Boys Brigade. And last week, they, um, they made their own drums which was pretty cool. Um, but this week we had um, Jason, who is uh, one of our worship leaders here, and he also plays drums. He went along and um, gave his time to show these boys um, a bit of what's what on the drums and showed them, <laughs> showed them how to play and just serve out of his passion. And apparently, apparently it was a really good time. Yeah, and, and that's Jason using what he loves, which is drumming and music um, and, and sharing that with other people and serving out of it. And it's, it's the coolest thing to see. Okay, so that's our heart. Next up, A, is our abilities. God's given us abilities. These are the things that we're naturally good at. Um, it could be some people are words people. Some people love sports, building things, maths, music. There's so many different types of abilities that people have. Um, sometimes we kind of separate these out from the, the spiritual gifts, though. But the, all, of, all of our abilities come from God because he made us. Um, you know, in our, in our Kiwi culture, we're not always so great at, at owning and putting our hand up for the things that we are good at. Um, we're maybe not as good as um, our brothers and sisters from the USA at owning those things. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> uh, you know, some people, some people might even say, look, I don't, have, I don't really have any abilities to use. I don't, I don't have abilities. And, and that's ridiculous. It's not true. Because every ability can be used for God's glory. Um, you know, some of the skills mentioned in the Bible are baking, boat making, business, design, gardening, making music, teaching, and, and so, more, so many more. The Bible says there are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives ability to all for their particular service. So what this means for us is that if you want to discover God's will for you, for serving, for where you're to put your hand to, it's, it's worth spending time to, to look at the things that you're good at and the things that you're not. Where have you been given ability? And, and this isn't to get puffed up or to get proud, but just to be real, to look to the places where you might be able to apply them and where you might be effective. Um, uh, uh, an example that we see often here at Coast is um, Josh with his worship leading, um, who, who led us this morning. Um, and he's spent time to develop skills playing the guitar. Um, he's spent time restringing his guitar almost every week. <laughs> uh, just take the opportunity to get a few jobs in there. <laughs> no, but he has developed the, the skill, but it, it comes out of this passion. But he, he, he uses it to lead us. Um, and connecting with God, and it's the coolest thing. Um, there's so many examples of that. Uh, this is just one that we see up the front. Um, 
But another example, it takes skill to put on good food. Um, <laughs> if, if you're flattered with me, you know that it can go, <laughs> go wrong if you don't have that skill either. <laughs> but uh, you, sh- you should see our welcome lunches. We heard a little bit about them in the, the news sheet. But the, man, they are off the charts. And Rachel and the team who put it on, it's just, the food is fantastic. And I, I couldn't do that. It, it takes skill. Um, just this last week, last couple of weeks, we've had people in and out of the hub transforming this new space that we've got next door. Um, there's been painting going on, carpeting, electrical work, putting up signage. We've got like it's this green wall on the, the entrance now. It says, hello, you've got to see it. Um, but it's people using the practical skills that they have to serve. It's, it's important to note as well that when we're talking about examining the things that you're, look, that you're good at, um, that we're not, we're not limited to that ability. God will grow new things in us, and he will expand our ability. But, but we can get clues along the way from what he's naturally wired us to do of where we can be effective. So, for example, if, if you're tone deaf, you might not be called to be on the music team. And um, if you're not sure if you're tone deaf, ask the people standing around you. <laughs> Um, but if you're not tone deaf, um, then come and talk to me <laughs> because um, we're looking to grow the worship team. So, yeah, do, actually, that's not a joke. Do that. Um, where were we? Okay, yeah, God gives you abilities to serve with. Okay, next, P. God has also given us a unique personality. And God has made us each in, to be our own people. We are unique. He loves variety. Um, He's made introverts and extroverts. He's made people who love routine and people who love variety. Um, He's made people who tend to think more and people who tend to feel more. And the thing with personality is that it affects the places and the spaces where we serve and the way that we go about the things that we do. I've I've heard it described as... um, when talking about personality, that people will have a preference of, of serving with people, paper, or projects. Um, some people just love being around other people. That's what fires their rockets. Um, or some people love the kind of planning and admin side of things. That's, that's more of the paper stuff. Um, and other people just love getting stuck into a task and getting a project done. It's, it's just a simplistic way of looking at it, but God's made us with all these different types of personalities, and we need them all. Um, I think of an example with, um, with Shirley and the welcoming team. These are the people who stand at the front and they're the friendly faces who say hello. And um, I don't know if you know Shirley, but she is just uh, such a bright and radiant person. And, um, she, <laughs> and she loves attention being brought to her. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she's so inviting and so welcoming. And that, that, that whole team does a great job of that. But that's her serving out of her personality. And um, I think of um, Peter and Trish Manser, who have um, started doing this uh, kind of inner healing prayer ministry. And if you know them, their personality is to, to care and to nurture for people. They are amazing listeners, um, and they speak life into people as well. Um, and it's their personality just shining through. So if you're wanting to find out more about your personality and how that can change things, how you can use that, how you can apply it for God's service. Um, there, are, there are actually heaps of great tools out there for this. 
Um, and I won't go into them, but some of the ones that I've found really helpful um, are StrengthsFinder, um, Enneagram. Um, am I allowed to publicize that? Yeah. Well, Jacinda's just done some training in Enneagram stuff. So, um, you know, if you want a, a guru, go see her. <laughs> um, and there's things like Myers-Briggs. You might have heard of these. Um, they, they can be really helpful just for putting some langu- language <laughs> around uh, the things that you, uh, that you have naturally in your personality. Um, I know people can be sometimes critical of these because it seems a little bit, um, maybe can put you in a box. But if you, if you approach it by saying, like, these are things that, that God's actually already put there, and I just need some ways of describing it and finding out the best way to apply it, then they can be really helpful. All right, so that's personality. And finally, for E, your experiences. Um, we've, we've all been shaped by the experiences that we've had, because we've all had our own stories. Um, and by experience, um, I, I don't know how many of you have been job hunting before, you know, and they talk about experience like you, you've got to have... Uh, You've got to have all this experience before you can get a job, but you also need the job to get experience, right? Like this. We're looking for someone aged 22 to 26 with 30 years of experience. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Um, This isn't the type of experience we're talking about where, um, you know, you you need to have the specific experience for God to be able to use you. The thing is, we all have our own stories. We've all got our own background, and God can use it all from our family background, our education, the training that we've got, um, our work experience, our spiritual experience, or, or ministering, ministering to other people. You know, even our painful experiences can be a place where God can use us to serve. Because there, there are doors that are opened through some of the hard things that we've gone through that, uh, that are unique, that other people won't have to offer. And we can speak healing to other people who've gone through a similar thing. Um, we can help break the shame of people who will want to isolate and hide away from those issues. See, if you, really, if you really want to be used by God and you want to be used fully by Him, you have to recognize that even our, our cringeworthy or our regrettable or our hidden away experiences, they, they can be used by Him. And we, we have to be willing to share them if we want Him to use them. You might, you might feel like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a young person. I don't have that much experience. Um, well, first of all, you probably have more than you re- realize. And secondly, um, go and get some. <laughs> Do some things. Um, and that's, that's a great way to build your capacity to serve. Um, others of you who are more experienced, <laughs> careful. <laughs> You'll, you'll have something to offer um, and that we actually lose out if you don't offer it, if you don't somehow share from those things that you've learned and that you've gone through, um, which is one of the joys I find of being part of a church like this, um, where we've got so many people at different stages of life and we get to do this together. Um, <laughs> I've got a note here to, just uh, to mention Matt and Jacinda's life experience, but I've just realized it comes straight after the old people bit. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> Matt's away. Um, yeah, yeah, I did that for your birthday as well. That's really bad. 
Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I'll edit it. Anyway, Matt and Jacinda. Um, Matt and Jacinda. They've gone um in their their journey. I'm not sure if you've if you've heard their story, but they've gone all over the world following God's call and and gaining skills and and serving in different places. And you know, a lot of us here we're kind of like, wow, look at these people who are our leaders, but they're so they kind of lead with humility and they've got so much to give away. Well, that that didn't just happen overnight. And it's not a um, it's not an accident. So it's from all of the things that they've they've stepped into and chosen to do, and they can serve from that experience now. That's shaped them. Okay, so those five things they, these are ways that God has shaped you for service with your spiritual gifts, desires of your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your experience. Um, he's made you with the purpose of serving Him, and He's given you those things to use. Um, so, are we tracking along okay? All right, cool. Um, so, if we're, if we're shaped to serve, where do we start? It can be hard to know, okay, we've got these things to use. Where do we start? And it, it, may, it just makes sense for us that one of the places that we, that we begin to serve is with our church family. Um, we, we read in the Bible that we're called to look after one another and, and demonstrate God's love by the way that we love each other. This is, um, this is what it says in Galatians 6, uh, verse 10, and this is from the message. It says, Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Um, so I, I know sometimes when we talk about this thing of serving, it can feel kind of limited to what we do in church on a Sunday. That's not the picture that this is painting at all. It's just saying this is where we can start. This is where we can get some training wheels on and, get, and learn how to do this thing of serving. See, if you're not sure what your shape is, you know, we talked about those five things, um, then my uh, encouragement would be just to jump into something and give it a go. Um, don't, don't sit on your hands and just kind of wait to figure out um, what it is that God's got for you. It's like there's that, that picture, that saying that it's easier to steer a moving ship, Right? So just try things out. You'll find the things that you love. You'll find out what you're good at. Um, you'll find out what brings fruit. Um, you might find out what you're not good at too, and that can be humbling, but um, it, it guides you. So there's so many places if you're looking to do this thing, to jump in, to, to learn about what it means to serve here, um, that, that you can get involved. And um, we've actually, up at the info desk, there's a little flyer which is, which is about our serve teams, and that highlights some of the ways directly that you could get involved. Just, just like we saw on that, that time-lapse video, um, there's people who are here to, to set up in the morning and the chairs kind of miraculously pop out. <laughs> there's, there's people who are here volunteering with our kids' programs. They do an amazing job. Um, there's people who are involved with prayer, and there's, there's life group leaders who, who use their house or their, um, their ability to facilitate a group of people. They use that to connect people in. There's people who have gifts of hospitality, and they, they serve here in lots of different ways. Um, and, and those are, I know those are kind of the spots that we see that might be on a roster, but there's so many more ways to serve as well, getting alongside people, um, stepping, up to, stepping up to pray for people. Um, it's, uh, it's one of the things that I've grown to love about being part of a church is that if, if we tried to just do these things on our own, we wouldn't see much effectiveness. But when we get to combine like this, we can see God do amazing things. 
So if you are looking for a place just to jump in, thinking, oh, I'll give something a shot, grab one of those serve team flyers from up in the info table. It's a great place to start. And like I mentioned before, for many of you, um, your service will actually take you, I hope it takes you, well beyond um, the, what we do here on a Sunday. Um, it will take you into our community. It might be practical help for people in need. Um, it could be youth mentoring in schools or feeding people who need food. Um, there are so many different ways. But my, my hope and what I would love to see is that we are propelled from this place, from this, this heart of serving that we've got to practice here and that goes out from here. All right, I'm just keeping, keeping an eye on our time. I just want to, I want to park that, that stuff for a moment because while knowing your, your shape is important, it's actually even more important for us to have the heart of serving that God intends. Um, because we can fixate on the things that we do, but he's actually really, he cares about the way that we do things, the motivations that we have for doing things. I'm talking about the character, the attitude, the, the heart with which we serve. And, and without having that in the right place, it can be tempting to use our shape um, for gaining recognition or for status or to do that to impress other people. See, but Jesus, he, he measured greatness not in, not in terms of status. He measured it in terms of service. And, and the coolest thing is that he modeled for us what the heart of a servant looks like. This is what we read in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. It says, Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. That's Jesus. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for the many who are held hostage. So Jesus is our example. He came to serve. So I just really quickly want to have a look at some of the things of what, what does it mean to have this heart of a servant? What, how does it change the way that we'd go about things to, do, uh, to serve in this way? Well, the first, first one I just want to drop in there is to make yourself available. So make yourself available. Because it doesn't matter what talent or skill or gifting you have um, if you're not available for God to use. Um, if we want to serve like Jesus, it does mean make, making ourselves available. Um, there's a story um, in the Gospels when Jesus is walking to the city of Jericho, and um, it says, Two blind men shouted, Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He said. And just notice that it says that, that Jesus stopped. Um, he, didn't, he didn't mind being stopped. He you know, most of his miracles, most of, a lot of his teaching, it came as a kind of interruption into the plans and the schedules that he had. Um, he didn't see those as annoying distractions from his main task. He saw those as opportunities to serve. Um, and this is a type of, type of availability we are called to. How many times in your week are there opportunities for you to serve people, but um, we're just too busy? that we're not willing to stop because we've got things we've just got to do? Or how often are our calendars so full that we, we actually don't have the availability to serve? Um, I think about our volunteers who, um, who serve with our youth that happens on weeknights or people who host a life group. 
Um, the practicality of this is that sometimes you miss out on social engagements, you miss out on, on events that are happening, um, it interrupts sometimes the plans that you have, um, but they've chosen to make themselves available for the thing that God's called them to. And sometimes God might even call us to a different kind of interruption, uh, interruptions for our plans for a career or, or where we live. Um, last year, uh, a team of us went up to Nepal um, to go and spend some time with the vineyard churches there and, and to, to connect with them. And one of the pastors that we met there, he was just preparing to go and spend some time serving in a, in a village um, called Nessing. And Nessing was, uh, there's no road access in there. You, you could only get there by foot. It was, you know, you're walking up these, these hills, the Himalayan hills, they're just massive. Um, and he was going, he was getting ready to go there in the winter season. So he was saying that on the way, you've, you, it's like, it's, it's cold, it's, it's freezing, and there's leeches which drop down, um, and they will drop onto the ground and crawl up your, your jeans or whatever, um, anesthetize you, and then bite you. And you won't fig- find out until you get to your destination, like, oh, I've lost a whole lot of blood. <laughs> but he, he was gearing up to go and do this just so that he could spend a couple of months in this village where there was, there was no pastor there otherwise. Um, he was choosing to go and serve, and he made himself available to go and do that. And I just thought, whoa, that is, um, that is inspirational. And, and it probably won't be that major for all of us. But if we want to serve God, we have to make space for him to use us. Okay. Next, if we want to serve God, um, we, need to, uh, we need to start with gratitude. If we want to have the heart of service that Jesus had, we need to start with gratitude. Um, even when he, Jesus prayed to bring Lazarus back from the dead, he started by thanking God. He said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. Um, that's raising someone from the dead. That's pretty intense. But, but he started from a, with a grateful heart. Um, you know, if we serve out of a place of, of duty or obligation, um, we run out of steam pretty quickly. And God wants people who will serve him with gratitude and, and uh, a heart of love. Um, this is what the Bible says in Psalms 100, verse 2. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. And in other words, do it because you want to do it. Do it out of gratitude. And the, the kind of backwards truth about this is that um, we, we find life by giving up our life this way. We find life by, by going through these things um, out of gratitude for God. Um, a, a recent example I saw... Um, that of, of when we serve out of gratitude, things that should be hard and painful can, can kind of take on a different experience. And I think of the guys who went down to Easter camp a day early to go and set up tents in the rain. Uh, I don't know if you saw the photos, but they got absolutely drenched, um, and, and they spent uh, a full day out there just um, doing it. But you saw in the photos as well that they had smiles all over their faces. It was ridiculous. Um, and you could, you could see that they were doing that because they, they, were so, uh, they, they had a glad heart to serve. They could see the vision of what God was doing through them. Okay, and the, the, the point I want to finish on um, about how we can serve with this, this heart that, of Jesus's is to serve faithfully. And what that means is that uh, if we want to serve like Jesus, it means seeing through our task to the end. It means 
fulfilling the responsibilities that we've been given. Um, Jesus said I, I've, to God, I've brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And what that means practically for us is that whatever task it is that we're doing, whatever thing it is that we're called to do, we, we do it with equal dedication. Um, you know, there's people, there's people here um, every Sunday who, who sit up the back and, and fold the news sheets every week. And um, that, that, uh, that's something that goes unseen, but it, it has to happen. And I, I love seeing it when there's um, people sitting around and chatting and having a good time because they're doing it with all their heart. You may feel like no one notices what you're doing, but God does, and he, he's looking for people who will serve him faithfully. Okay, I just want to finish by, with, with three facts that we've covered today. That God has uniquely shaped you to serve. He has shaped you with the ability and gifts to serve him in a way that's unique to you. That God also wants to build in you the heart of a servant. He wants to change our hearts so that we can serve him with gladness. And God is waiting to use you. He's wanting to use you to make a difference in the world. It's, it's one of the coolest things, when, uh, one of the coolest adventures to see the power of God combining with your own talents um, to change the world. Um, and I think of, um, of Zach, who's up the back. Um, he's our intern. Um, ho- hopefully you've all got the chance to meet him. And he's, he's traveled from the other side of the world um, to be here and be part of this adventure. Um, and I don't, if you've ever set foot in the hub for anything at all, you would have either seen or touched something that Zach has built or carried. <laughs> he, he has done so much um, for, to, to, serve, to serve us as, as a church family. Um, but I just love being part of that um, adventure and seeing um, him come to life in that too. Um, and if you ever want to talk about um, whether there's life in, in serving and stepping up, talk to Zach. I'm sure you'll have a great conversation. I've said twice now that I'm going to close with something, but I'm going to close with this. <laughs> um, there's a scripture, it says, it says this from Hebrews verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 10. It says, He will not forget how hard you've worked for him and how you've shown your love to him by caring for other Christians. What we, do, what we choose to do with our lives matters to God. He cares so deeply, um, and he is calling us into serving him with all of our heart and all of our abilities. And there's so many of you who are already, already doing this, who are already stepping into this at Coast. Um, there might be some of you who have been kind of standing on the edges and thinking, oh, I might, might get involved, I'm not sure. Well, maybe today there's, um, there's something God's saying to you about, you know, take a jump into that. Try it out. Can I, I'd just like to invite us to, to stand. I'd love to pray for us. So would you stand? I just, I'd love to take a moment to pray for us. And my expectation is that, that God is speaking to us um, collectively, but also quite specifically to, to people here about where it is that you're called to serve, where it is that you're called to step into. So we're just going to take a moment, and I'm going to pray for us. But I just encourage you, what, uh, open your heart to what God might be speaking to you this morning.
So God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you came to serve, that Jesus, you gave your life for us so that we could know you. And God, I pray this morning as you've been um, speaking to, to us and uh, revealing something about your, your heart to, to serve, that you would plant something in us this morning, God. You would call us forward um, into, into faithful service to you, God. We want to, we want to come face to face with you and, and hear that we've been good and faithful servants to you, Lord. So would you highlight this morning the places and the spaces where you've, you're leading us? Would you stir in us new passion to use, use the things that you've shaped us with, the, the gifts that you've given us, God, and to put them to good use, to put them to, to use where you've intended them, Lord? So would you come and speak to us, God, as we wait to hear from you? It would be great. We're, we're nearly out of time, but it, but it seems... Um, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, is that Kieran can talk about something like this because he lives it, and, uh, and I'm incredibly proud of that. Um, but, but it's too good of an opportunity for us to actually respond to God's invitation. And I didn't know all of the details of what you were going to be speaking about this morning, but I wrote down during when we sang Oceans this morning and we were singing about stepping out of the boat, stepping out onto the water, that we'd keep our eyes fixed on God regardless of the waves or uncertainty around us. And I just had this really strong sense of God's invitation to us to do that, that we would be uh, risk-takingly available for him. You know, we've heard of people that have taken a risk of being prayed for, taking the risk of being willing to pray for somebody else, you know, of, of just actually stepping out into the things that we think maybe God is inviting us into. And so while we can do that just in our hearts, it seems like it would be lovely for us as family to be able to come alongside one another and to bless and to pray into those things this morning. So if you've felt like God's actually stirred some of that stuff in your heart this morning, just that sense of invitation, you know, maybe it's just been a time where you've been sitting, waiting, wondering. Well, maybe God's invitation is it's time to sow. It's time to plant. It's time to, to kind of step out of the boat. So will you come forward if that's you? And we're going to have people that will come and pray with you. So if you've kind of got, if you've kind of anything that Kieran has said this morning, or as you've been listening and you felt like God's kind of nudged your heart, come on up. And we're not going to labor the point. Because, you know, it's no point. So come on up. All it is is us just responding to God. And he's always inviting us into more. Anybody else? Just you, want, you really want God to show you, what's my fit? Where do I fit? And it might be here at church, but it might be, you know, your career or relationship or whatever it is. Anybody else?
Okay, can we have some people that would come up and pray for these three lovely ladies? Come on down, don't hold back. Cool. Wonderful. Oh, hey, she's back for a second week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she's hooked now. All right, why don't we pray together, guys, before we go into our week. So, Lord, we do thank you so much for your, uh, the way that you do shape and make each one of us uh, so unique in our, in our makeup and our personality and the things that you've given us passion for. And, God, I pray for every person here, whether they've come to the front or not, Lord, would you speak to us again? Would you remind us again of how you see us? What do you see in us? What have you planted in us? What have you made us for? What have you been preparing us for? What have you equipped us to? And God, would you give us hearts of courage to be willing to be available to you? And God, would you take, take us and use us in our homes, in our jobs, in our schools, in our community, wherever you lead us, Lord, we just want to be available to you, to serve you and to serve people. So bless us with your presence as we go. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Amen.